All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunk. My name is Scott, coming at you live from my home studio here in Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm very excited uh, for another solution-focused episode tonight, you guys. So this is uh, my friend Etienne uh, back once again. Um, he's been on pretty much all the shows I've done so far. Um, you guys all know him and love him. But real quick, I just want to shout out a few ways that you can uh, follow and support this show if you feel so inclined. Um, <clears throat> I was kind of scrambling there at the end. Let me just get this all pulled up here. So... You know the drill, though. It's uh, Rebunk.News is the website. Um, I want you to stop by there and just sign up for the email list. Just just pop in. There'll be a pop-up that pops up, and then that'll allow you to enter email. And then that way we can uh, stay in touch if there's anything that's going down with the show or any announcements. Um, I'm just going to keep this real quick because I didn't really get a chance to prep all these tabs. But uh, just definitely, well, we'll do this one. Definitely the t-shirt shop, Rebunk.News forward slash shirts. Um, we've got all the new designs up in there. Oh, how, uh, Etienne is going to love this one. Check it out. Organized crime, baby. Government's organized crime. My, my t-shirt guy, Ryan, messaged me the other day and he's like, hey, I got this idea for the shirt. So it's very synchronous that this just happened to pop up. So this is new, like as of last week, maybe 16 bucks, dude. Organized crime shirt. You got the Fauci gave us all AIDS. Fauci gave us all AIDS again. Journalism is not a crime. And then, of course, the classic. You guys have been buying the crap out of this shirt, and I appreciate that. But it's the Beavis, Are You Threatening Me? Gadsden flag design. So, yeah, you guys, uh, great way to support the show. You'll see the other affiliate links, Richard Groves Autonomy Course and Truth TRS Heavy Metal Detox. That's at the bottom of the uh, – or that's at the top of Rebunk.News. Um, the social media is pretty much Rebunked News on everything. Telegram, Gab, Instagram, Twitter. Just type in Rebunk News. It should pop up. And uh, noagendasocial.com forward slash at Rebunk News. Um, and that's pretty much the gist of it, you guys. Uh, I want to shout out the Last American Vagabond Substack, tlavagabond.substack.com. Uh, we're going to be doing a roundtable discussion for all subscribers this Saturday at noon Eastern time. So uh, head over there. There's a link in the episode description to the T-Lab Substack. Uh, just join at any level, like five bucks a month, and you'll be uh, it'll open up for uh, the uh, roundtable discussion. You can join us. And then every month <clears throat> we do a... Uh, a round table with Ryan. So Ryan will pop in and that's for the founding members. So just go check out the T-Lab Substack. We've been putting out all kinds of just devastating articles to the agenda. So go check that out, guys. All right, without further ado, uh, good good, good friend, Etienne de la Boete. Like I, I have a diff difficult time spelling it when he comes on here. So, so help me out with the pronunciation there. Hey, I think you nailed it. Uh, okay. So fantastic and good to be with you and your audience. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, so a lot of exciting things going on in your world. Why don't you give us a quick rundown of like what your current situation is and what you've been doing down there? Well, the current situation is I'm heading back from uh, the greater reset, which was in Morelia, Mexico. It was a four day event uh, that brought together, you know, a lot of solutions with respect to taking back your technology from uh, the powers that shouldn't be permaculture, uh, you know, uh, exposés of government criminality. And so now I'm unfortunately, and fortunately, I guess, I'm in a, in a Starbucks in an airport in Cancun on my way to Tulum. And so I apologize for all the extraneous noise uh, that I've got going on in the background. Well, man, I do appreciate you taking the time to just uh, join me. I know you're traveling and uh, obviously... As Richard Grove would say, a uh, little bit of triggering of complexity there, a little bit of uh, challenges, but you were able to make it work. And uh, so, uh, well, first of all, great job. Uh, are you were you one of the presenters or speakers down there at the Greater Reset, or were you just kind of taking things in? Uh, I was taking things in, but the whole thing was a co-creation, so I was trying to help you know where I could. Uh, you know, it's put on by a couple of friends of mine, and so I was trying to support them in the effort. And we were an exhibitor as well, so we were okay, good. Uh, we were selling uh, copies of the book, and had a number of other voluntarist titles, and uh, spreading the good word of voluntarism, liberty, and uh, freedom. That's awesome. Yeah. So big shout out to Derek, John, and the crew, and everybody that worked to put that together. It's like every every uh, iteration of the Greater Reset, it gets like more and more awesome. And so uh, I've been, I, I just, I can say I've, I've watched replays. I haven't quite gotten involved on like the ground level, but definitely hopefully one of these days I'll be out there 
with you want to, uh, you know, representing. But uh, which is really cool because, like, um, you're one of the few people in this whole movement that I've actually got to hang out, hang out with and spend time with in real life. So that's always awesome. Um, that, you know, I just love meeting all my Liberty friends in real life. And so uh, what, what else you got going on? Are you going to, like, Pork Fest or are there any other festivals that you're going to this year? Well, I'll be at the Conscious Life Expo uh, next month at the Los Angeles Hilton from the 10th to the 13th, and I will be uh, speaking there, and the book is, enter is uh, being entered into their uh, uh, book contest. And so the really the number one thing that I've got going on is uh, that my book, Government, the Biggest Scam in History Exposed, just went into a fifth edition. Okay. where we dramatically expanded uh, uh, the contents of the book, gave it a complete refresh. Uh, uh, there's probably a half dozen new one-pagers, which is kind of our executive summary of the executive summary, including exposés on uh, are you getting your news from the CIA, where we break down almost two dozen uh, you know, uh, folks in uh, uh in the news in the mainstream media who are ex-CIA or CIA interns or former directors of the CIA that are now commentators and analysts and anchors and all kinds of positions within the, the, the you know the mainstream news and we also have another one called are you getting your politicians from the CIA where we break down over uh, you know a dozen uh, CIA folks who are either running for election have been elected. You know, there's only, you know, reportedly there's only about 21,000 people that work at the CIA. And so in a nation of, you know, that's probably about 150,000 living ex-employees. Uh, and so in a nation of 330 million people, you know, there should statistically be about zero to one employees from the CIA being elected representatives, but yet we've got, you know, over a dozen. And so you're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Why is there this statistically anomalous, you know, uh, number of ex-CIA, uh, you know, quote unquote, ex-CIA people in the media? in uh you know running for political office or being elected to political office and what i'm working on is another article kind of breaking down the number of cia folks who have been exposed thanks to mid press news as fact checking things at google and uh, facebook and uh, uh, a statistically anomalous amount of ex-fbi agents at twitter which has come out through the Matt Taibbi, Elon Musk, uh, you know, Twitter file dump. And so, uh, so what we've got is we've got the intelligence agencies and the FBI who I like, you know, been described as spies pretending to be law enforcement, uh, you know, that are controlling perception widely, which is the, you know, kind of the focus of my book, government, the biggest scam in history. The subtitle is how intergenerational organized crime runs the government, the media and academia. And, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, being an anchor or a commentator or whether it's controlling the information people receive by censoring things coming out of Google and, you know, on Facebook and on Twitter, you know, they're controlling perception to make it seem like government is legitimate, desirable and necessary. And they're hiding all of the criminality behind the COVID, behind trillions of dollars handed to private companies through the through the bailouts and the stimulus and uh, no bid contracts for weapon systems that we don't need to fight manufactured wars in Europe. And it's just, it is just a, you know, whole scale, wholesale, you know, theft of, uh, of tax slave money. And so we're, you know, we're exposing it in an easy to read kind of picture book designed to wake up your friends, your family and your neighbors. And now we've got this brand new fifth edition. And we got a fifth edition Liberator, which is a kind of a credit card size, 64 gigabyte flash drive that has all of the evidence that backs up the book. 
And so that's the biggest thing that, uh, that I've got going on right now is this brand new fifth edition. I love that. And uh, so great timing to have you on to discuss that as well. And uh, the website looks super nice and fresh as well. Um, you know, that's, that's pretty cool, man. Um, so yeah, you, I want to encourage everybody to go get a copy of that. I have my copy, man. I just moved. I'm still just, I can't even, I know I've got a copy of your book here somewhere. I need to be able to hold it up next time, but, uh, I'm sure you got copies of it. Yeah. yeah he's got copies, but I've given them as gifts. Like it's legit, man. Like I, I know that the, for a fact that this book is uh fantastic. Yep. See, there it is right there. So it's a nice, uh, coffee table, uh, deal. Like, like, yeah, you guys, you, you'll dig it. I can vouch 100% for it. I'm excited to get a copy of the fifth edition as well. Um, <clears throat> but just going off of what you were just saying there, you know, I just had Dr. Shiva on yesterday and, uh, that's pretty much what he's been covering so much is that like calling out all these shills and grifters on both sides. Like, it's just a, like, you know, it's kind of traditionally we've seen the insanity of like left media, like MSNBC, CNN, but really, you know, it's the same thing on the right media, the right controlled media, the CIA operatives that are like, like the Tucker Carlson's and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's like to your ultimate point, it's like their job, their role is to put us back. And then like legal man, I'm sure you're familiar with legal man, the quash, are you familiar with his work? Uh, no. Oh my gosh. You're going to love him. I got to get you plugged in with him. So his show, the quash, just listen to it, man. You're going to be like, Oh, this is, this guy is like my spirit animal. Like he's, he's the best, but he talks a lot about a, a lot about this stuff too, about how these people, they're, they're designed to just drive you off a ditch or just drive you back into the two-party illusion, right back into the two-party illusion where it's like, okay, so <clears throat> yes, the left is insane. And so therefore the solution is more uh, Republican government, right? Just, just put you right back in the government pile, right? What are your thoughts on all that? No, you named it. I mean, so, you know, we break down in the book, the most powerful weapon in the U.S. arsenal is not know a hydrogen bomb it's control or perception can mm -hmm. we get you to believe that you know you're not a free independent human being living on this planet but you're an american or ukrainian or russian or israeli or chinese or whatever and by where you've been born you now owe 50 percent of your income and in overt taxes covert taxes and inflation to an organized crime system that's essentially running game on you. And so that control of perception starts with, you know, the mandatory government school where we're going to raise you up in the ideology of the state and we're going to teach you that government is legitimate, desirable and necessary before you're old enough to really, you know, uh, you know, question the logic and the morality of that claim. And, you know, as we also break down in the book, they're sliding it to the population as a kind of pseudo religion. It's known as statism. And so, you know, the flag is the indoctrinated holy symbol and you've got the holy documents of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the children go to the church school where the priest, the teacher, you know, uh, teaches them the common prayer of the Pledge of Allegiance and the Star Spangled Banner and the National Anthem. And they take the kids in middle school to Mecca, Washington. DC where they go into the cathedral of the capital and everything is hushed and reverent they take them to the temples they show them the deities of Jefferson and Lincoln that, you know are oversized and literally you know Athenian you know Greek temples uh, and you're just kind of you know assumed uh, into this religion of statism uh, because they're controlling the information you receive by making you go to the mandatory government school or the accredited private school where they've got to teach the exact same curriculum just you know with like you know a better student to teacher ratio and better facilities and extracurriculars but you know if you're if you've got accreditation you're teaching u.s history and so so that is you know the big scam and then you know what we break down further in the book is it's the media and the government working together and it's the media across the board so the media is you know controlling the information you receive by promoting you know uh, uh this status worldview that it's legitimate desirable and necessary of a government everybody's going along with it even if they're not and uh and then they're censoring uh oh oh, oh kind of kind of broke up there a little bit right when you said censoring so they're coming in and they're censoring but yeah you kind of there, there you go so so they're yep, they're exactly. censoring the information that you received using members of the intelligence agency so now you know thanks to the work of mint press news we know that the majority of folks at facebook in the you know content moderation group or ex-cia 
Let me know that the people that were my. Oh, the truth. The truth is just getting too intense. Maybe Starbucks is like, wait a minute, what are these guys doing? These guys are using our Wi-Fi to, to shock the system. Well, let's see. Uh, we'll, we'll hopefully, he'll log back in. So I've got uh, Kevin in the chat with a super chat, man. Thank you so much. It says, regarding the two-party illusion, had a meeting with a Texas pro-2A organization. They said that there are plenty of Republicans who are willing to compromise our rights away. Many of these people ran on being pro-2A. When will people learn? Exactly. So, I mean, that's that's exactly what it is. It's like, you know, trying to steer you back towards engaging in the system <clears throat> when the solution is, is we need to be operating outside of the system. Then we need to have our Second Amendment rights in order to do that. You know, thank God we live in a country in a society where that's a bedrock institution and just a bedrock foundational thing that we can operate from. But uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, so hopefully uh, Etienne can join us back here in just a sec. He just completely logged all the way up. But that's fine. That's cool. But uh, and, and speaking of Kevin and who's in the chat there, um, I do have him on the schedule to come on. He's he's uh, you know, we've been corresponding offline quite a bit about, uh, you know, firearm related topics. And I have some questions for him. It sounds like things are getting pretty intense uh, out there. And in terms of, uh, you know, what they're trying. But also, I feel like there's some victories. Like one of the things that was pointed out to me recently was like, you know, a lot of the concealed carry, um, you know, a lot of concealed carry or what is it? Constitutional carry states like th those have increased just in the last uh, few few years. You know what I mean? So it's like it may seem demoralizing in the short term when it comes to things like the bump stocks. And now with like the 80 percent lowers and like all this crazy stuff that they're trying to inch towards. But there are some victories as well. And I think ultimately, you know, truth, freedom, liberty are going to win out at the end of the day. I just have a lot of faith, man. Like people have seen. I mean at least in that regard, it's really interesting. So one of the things I love pointing out too, um, just to also kind of just highlight the fact that people are so trapped in this like two party thing. Um, <clears throat> one of my favorite just in the last year or so that emerged was from uh, Monica Perez. If you guys are not familiar with Monica Perez over at the, or she, I guess she does deep dives with Monica these days uh, from the propaganda report fame. I can't, is she, I don't remember if she's still doing the propaganda report, but anyway, so the thing that she was telling me about last time she was on the show is the idea of the contrary law of democracy. And it's so true how, like, if you look at uh, cases like uh, Trump, when Trump was in office, there was never a bigger push for censorship, uh, you know, gun restrictions, uh, <coughs> like absolute in your face, totalitarian uh, policies public policies, all that stuff like that was under Trump. I mean, you guys remember that, right? You guys remember it was Trump who instigated like the most, you know, dictatorial uh, things in, in American history, probably. Right. Of course. And those all and then Operation Warp Speed, you know, thanks, Operation Warp Speed. Thank you, Trump, for that. Right. Um, you know, the excuse being and even to this day, like I was just at this big conservative event over the weekend and I'm like, I'm like, no, dude, I ain't with that Trump shit. Sorry. And uh, they're like, well, he had no choice. I mean, he had to, to to open up the economy. I'm like, no, no, no. He could have said, fuck all you guys. Like, uh -huh. we're not playing this game. So you know what I mean? You guys all know what I mean. But anyway, uh, so all that happened under Trump. You know what I mean? Like, it's so weird. And so it's like the contrary law of democracy. When you have a conservative, a, a quote unquote conservative in charge, who's supposed to be the one who is uh, propagating, you know, these ideals of like, you know, strong Second Amendment, uh, you know, uh, pro free speech, you know, just basic tenants. Um, those all got washed away under Trump. And so then under Biden, you see kind of the opposite where it's like, um, I mean, maybe not necessarily in the firearms realm, but you see things like, uh, the abortion, uh, some States you can't kill babies anymore, which is insane. Right. Uh, what are some of the other big ones? Okay. So obviously they lifted the lockdowns and stuff, but that was just, um, I mean, that would have happened regardless. But anyway, it's kind of like whoever you have in charge, on the uh yeah it was trump who banned bump stocks exactly <coughs> um and the red flag laws and stuff like that uh and the pistol braces yeah yeah we don't know anything about pistol braces so no which is a weird thing you know it's i just I, but see i love that like right there the pistol brace thing kind of encapsulates just the american spirit right there where it's like no 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 these aren't uh these aren't shoulder stocks i would never dream of shouldering this weapon you know what I mean? Just because it has a short barrel. No, no, no. This is strictly only for people who only have one arm. See, I have to like put the, I have to strap this thing around my wrist in order to fire the gun. But I would never dream of putting it up to my shoulder. Like that seems insane. That would be 
that would be unethical. So anyway, it's just hilarious. The little loopholes, like the firearm loophole stuff, like it's pretty, it's pretty funny. It's the American spirit right there. Like you will never hold us down. We will find a loophole, you know, but it's also, who was I talking about that with? I was talking about that with somebody last night where it's like, oh yeah, it's like loop. We live in a loophole system. You know, it's literally not like our, uh, it's, it's almost like at the end of the day, it's not like these crazy, evil, demonic people running the show. Sure, we have that. But at the end of the day, a lot of just the evil comes from people looking for loopholes. And I was talking to somebody about the uh, about like the 1986 Childhood Vaccine Act, the Childhood Safety Act that gave indemnity to all the the um, the vaccine manufacturers, big pharmaceutical companies, stuff like that. Uh, we were uh, discussing how, you know, it's like these loopholes that they find that they're able to craft policies procedures all these lobbyists are able to go in and they're able to formulate policy that that creates um conditions by which people get hurt and if if it's not profitable for them to uh if it's not profitable for them to like roll you know, if it's more profitable to hurt people then th th that's fine they're gonna do that like there's cases of like you know certain pharmaceutical drugs are like oh if we had this ingredient it'll save like fifty thousand people having a heart attack but uh so but it'll cost like an extra, like, you know, how many pills is that? Like we're making 10 billion pills, 10 cents. So that's like, you know, hundred, like a billion dollars. But if we get sued, it's only going to cost like hundred thousand per, you know, so they do the math and they figure it's going to be cheaper to just not put that extra ingredient on to add safety. And, uh, or, or I can't remember where this, this, maybe it was like a car manufacturer or something like that. Like, I don't know. But anyway, that's the mentality. The mentality being that, you know, when you, you make conditions that, that, uh, incentivize, uh, companies cutting corners in order to make a, to save a profit. You know, these are things that are baked in to the system, right? It's just, uh, it's all loopholes, man. Like the evil comes from the loopholes, honestly, in a lot of ways, it's kind of what I was getting at, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, let's see, let me see if, uh, Etienne's sending me anything in the, in the chat, chat, in the chit chat. Um, um, Okay, yeah, let me say hop back in if you can. If not, that's cool. Back in if you can. If not, that's cool. Insurance, the folks that need the loopholes make the loopholes. Exactly. So you guys know what I'm saying. It's like insurance companies. Yes, insurance companies are the worst, man. So out here, I was, uh, so I do like handyman stuff out here. And I was uh, working with this uh, these folks who had a house like right on the lake, like right on the lake where it's like up uh, a little bit elevated. Uh, you know, cause you know, the water levels rise and stuff and the house right next door, it was hilarious because it was way up on these stilts that were like 10 feet tall. And I was like, Whoa, look at those guys. They, they're not messing around. Like they built their house like way up there. And the people were telling me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause what happened was the river flooded several years ago and, uh, the water completely destroyed the house and they were told that their insurance doesn't cover that type of flood damage. And it's like, bro. I live on a fucking river. Why would you sell me the type of insurance that doesn't cover, <laughs> you know, like, like that's the loophole shit right there. It's like, oh no, well, I'm sorry. Well, it was like, it was these conditions over here. And if, if, if this would have happened, it's like, you know, I mean, you know, you know my situation. Like, why would you even try to sell me ones that don't, uh, that don't cover this? So yeah, the, the loophole system is just, uh, their way of, and then they hide it from you too, man. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's, it's bananas. So, uh, let me see here. Let's, let's, let's hop over. Cause there was some stuff I really wanted to get into, uh, with, with Etienne here. And it's really cool because he does so much other stuff behind the scenes. You guys don't know about, I mean, obviously Etienne is not his actual real name. Um, he had, you know, it's kind of a, uh, just a pen name that he uses, uh, just for certain degrees of anonymity. If you guys have been in the Liberty movement for a while and you go to these festivals, you know, you know who he is. He's a, he's a good freaking dude, but, uh, he goes a lot on a lot of shows you can see. So this is his other project, the art of Liberty foundation. Um, he has a channel called the five meme Friday, which, uh, is on telegram. Um, I guess there is a telegram channel. So if you guys just go to the art of Liberty.org, you're going to see, uh, his, his other website here. And it's just, it's just public service stuff, man. He does a lot of, uh, Okay, so here's all the other things that he's involved with, man. Like, so obviously he's got the government scam, fifth edition, controlled opposition. Well, okay, so this is the other big one here too. And we haven't really covered it very much. Uh, 
on any of these interviews, but it's someone I want to give a shout out to because it's really cool. And actually, you may have come across this uh, if you guys are James Corbett fans. Um, am I sharing my screen? Hold on. Yeah, yeah, okay. So the Thick Red Line. The Thick Red Line project uh, was started kind of around, I believe, in like 2020-ish. But, you know, it's really interesting how there's this overlap between uh, you know, kind of the libertarian anarchist voluntarist movement, and then kind of the radical Antifa types where it's like, yeah, bro, the police. And, you know, again, I've got a Jason Bassler from the free thought project and policing the police coming up here, I believe next week. Yeah. Next week uh, I had to reschedule with him, but he's another fantastic resource when it comes to police accountability. Right. Um, I think there's a big blind spot that you get with a lot of these like conservatives. It's like, you know, back to blue, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, dude, have you seen some of the shit? Like, I'm not like a back to blue, no matter who type of motherfucker, dude. Like, that's not how this rolls. You know, I've been, uh, I've been on both sides of the law in my life. You know, as many of you know, I'm in recovery from substances and I used to not, you know, I used to, I used to have frequent run-ins with the police and not in a good way, if you know what I'm saying. And so, you know, it's interesting being on both sides of the equation. And then I worked for, uh, the drug court program out in Oregon. So this is a funny one. Here's a little side note. So, um, give you guys a little history and background about me that may be new to the program. So, uh, yeah. So I used to be like out there running and gunning. Like I used to like sell drugs and do this crazy shit. I went to prison for about a year and a half because of uh theft. Oh, we got, oh, hold on, hold on. We got, Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, can you hear me? Hello? Oh, no. Okay. Oh, he's, he was calling me on telegram. Uh, I'm back backstage. Uh, okay. Okay. Hop in again, basically to wrap it, wrap up that story was, uh, you know, but I got clean many years ago and then I got, uh, and then I got into helping other people get clean and then I became a counselor and then I worked for the drug court program and, uh, I was like a mentor with, with that program and I got to like, uh, and then I was like the judge's best friend. Like the judge would always go to me and like, Hey Scott, can you do this job, this job, this task? Can you help this person? Um, it was just hilarious that like now I went from like being, you know, uh, this like criminal drug guy to, uh, now all of a sudden I have, uh, fingerprint access to the, the circuit court building and I'm eating like buffet style lunches with like the, the, the head judge of like the County. Like I'm back in the judge's chambers, just like eating my chicken. Like, do these people even know who I am? Like, what is going on here, dude? Like imposter syndrome, they called it, but I got to show up every work to work every day. Boom. I used to like buzz in, uh, you know, into the court. I, I get like all the lawyers even had to wait in their little line, then get, go through the metal detector. And now I just walk right by them and just beep, just buzz right into the courthouse. You know, yeah, what's up? You know what I mean? And, uh, so yeah, that's kind of a very, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting. This journey of life for sure. But anyway, so, uh, you know, but so in doing that, I met some great police officers and people who like work behind the scenes. And then I talked to some judges and they seem like good, honest people. Maybe who knows? But uh, at the end of the day, ah, yeah, Kevin says I used to be a cop. Yeah, dude, I wouldn't wish that job on anybody like these days, especially it's like uh, you're more worried about calling someone the wrong gender than you are like getting shot. It's like, you know, they probably have more inclusivity training than target practice these days. And it's like, okay, you have a black man robbing a white lady. Uh, how many times are you allowed to shoot him? Uh, let's see four times. No, you only shoot at the sky once is the only thing. Well, let's say you have a white guy attacking a white lady. How many times are you allowed to shoot him? You can empty both clips into that guy. Okay, cool. So depending on the color of the skin. Okay. So what if they're like kind of light Brown, can I shoot one clip into them? No, 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 no. Well, it depends if he's robbing a, White lady, yes. If he's robbing a black lady, no, no, no. You have to stick to one bullet into the sky just to scare him off. That's it. That's the only thing you do. Unless he's stealing a bike, then you can shoot the tires out of the bike before. So you could discharge a total of three bullets if it's a black guy stealing a bike from a white lady. And that's it. Okay, that's it. That's all there is to it. Now, um, so I'm not sure uh, Howard is having some trouble. Okay, he says, hop in again. I'm here. Um, click enter studio maybe because I don't see you in, in, in the thing. Let me see if I can get a, a link for him. Sorry guys. We're running and gunning. We're running and gunning here. Uh, boom and boom and boom. Boom. Okay. Hopefully you guys enjoyed my little bike scenario. 
those of you out there might know what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, so let's see. Let's go back to let's go back to here. So so anyway, oh there he is, there he is. Hey, what's up? Oh, you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, we were just go. We were going over some of your other stuff too. We were talking about police accountability, right? Uh, I always find that to be such an interesting topic because it's like, you know, it seems like you know if you go all the way to the far right into libertarian anarchist land, it's like okay, yeah, we're saying fuck the police over here, and then you go far left like Antifa land, they're saying fuck the police over there. So what is what is are we like? Is is the left right paradigm just a big circle, and we both arrive back at the same spot, or what's going on with that? <laughs> well, I mean, the main, you know, the, the one of the other things I'm known for is, you know, creating the thick red line project. Yeah, we were just and, looking at that. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that we expose is that, you know, it's it, the number one issue is that police are enforcing victimless crimes, and that makes the police the criminal. And so, like, everybody loves the police when the police are busting bad, real bad guys, murderers, and rapists, and thieves, and things like that. The thing that gets the police in trouble is when they're using violence on peaceful people, either to you know, in, you know, try and mold society or raise revenue on their friends and their neighbors, you know. And so this, you know, this whether it's the drug war or arresting people for gambling, every time they're using violence on peaceful people, it makes them the criminals. And so what we try and do in the thick red line is give them an out and say, hey. No, y'all shouldn't be doing that. You know, if you want the respect of the community, you've got to quit. You know, you've got to stop doing that. And the, the way that you do that is you get together collectively with the other people in your sheriff's department or police force. And y'all say no collectively supported by the community because the community doesn't want you doing that. And so uh, so that would restore respect to the police. And then that would keep, people, you know, peaceful people out of these dungeon jails where they're frequently forced to work as slave labor you know, yeah. in yep. for-profit prisons yeah it's such a dirty game man and I, I just love that attitude and um you know it's like really all of the police brutality like a lot of these like unjustified shootings of all races you know what i mean like it's 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 directly proportionate to the amount of police contacts that are being initiated so every time the police officer makes contact with a person, you know, there's a likely s situation where things are going to fly off the handle. So if we could reduce the number of contacts we have, period, then now we're in a land where it's like, you know, that, that almost that problem just goes away overnight. And then the only enforcement ever being actual crimes. And so, yeah, particularly in the COVID era, you know, the enforcement of these like COVID measures or things like that, like that is so far out of your jurisdiction. It's not in alignment with any principle of like natural law or anything like that. Like, it's so I, I got mad props for you. So uh, do you have any updates as far as that goes? Like, I know last time we kind of talked about it, you, there was a couple of uh, sheriff's departments that were kind of uh, on board with what you were saying, but any, any other updates on that? You know, it, it's funny. So I kind of put it on the back burner yeah. for a couple of reasons. Number one, even though we met, I you know, I, I talked to a sheriff that was openly voluntarist. He writes for LouRockwell.com. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, he uses, he quotes uh, Henry Hazlitt and Ludwig von Mises. And I couldn't even get him to go thick red line because, you know, he thought it would, you know, number one, he thought it would, you know, bring a focus to the, to the, you know, the criminality that his department has been engaged in. And then, you know, he wasn't kind of interested in doing that. And the other thing is it would, you know, uh, it would jeopardize the relations he has with other agencies. And so, you know, I, I mean, I, I honestly, I got kind of fed up. It seems like that if you're wearing the badge and the costume, it's almost like, you know, you, it's, it's saying, I don't understand morality. Uh, I'm an immoral person. Uh, I'm going to keep using violence on peaceful people for a paycheck. And so uh, I kind of put it on the back burner. And then we got a little dirty tricks done on us. And somebody stole our domain name. And oh, so wow. we've recruit, we've recruit, we've kind of, you know, somebody had a member of the thick red line community had recreated the site, like right after it got taken down on a, you know, a different URL. And we've got, you know, we've got a lot of the information still at art of liberty, uh, dot org forward slash thick red line. We're still distributing, you know, uh, copies of the handbook for, uh, sheriffs and police for sheriffs and police. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I, 
like I had, you know, I wasn't, you know, making any progress with the with the immoral police departments while the book was taking off like yeah. crazy, you know, almost 6,000 copies to uh, over 22 plus countries. And so, you know, I kind of, I kind of, you know, put, put thick red line on the back burner and focused on the book, which is, you know, which is really taken off, uh, you know, around the world. I mean, you know, 22 plus countries. So that's great, man. That's, that's awesome. And really that's, you know, we gotta, we gotta fight where we can be most effective. Like I can be over here doing this or that, but I, I feel like where, the way I'm in the fight is pretty effective too. And it's like, you live, you learn and you, and you kind of bounce and, uh, that's really good, man. So, well, let's get back to the book here. I know usually when you come on or when you do your uh, presentations in public, you have kind of a, a very, uh, you know, you almost have like a PowerPoint presentation. So um, did you want to get into it like from that level? Did you want to kind of just break down some of the things that would really get people interested in, in uh, taking a further look at it or go deeper into something like we can just share your screen. Or I can pull it up or whatever you want to do. What do you think? Yeah, let me I tell you, let me uh, let me get everything ready and we'll just kind of okay. keep talking. But okay. I mean, I think that the, the, the main thing that people should know about the book is that the book is designed for visual learners. Most people yeah. are visual learners. They come to Insight, you know, kind of like much quicker if you show them information you know, versus just kind of, um, uh, you know, explain it to them like we're doing. And so I'll kind yeah. of, uh, you know, share my screen so that, you know, you can uh, see what I'm talking about. Um, do you know how to do that on StreamYard here? You just hit present on the bottom there. Those I do. Am I getting? Okay, cool. Are you it getting my pop. screen? Not quite yet. Not quite yet. Uh, let me let me remove mine. There we go. Maybe that has something to do with it. Try one more time. But and in worst case, I can always. Mm, I don't know if I can pull it up necessarily on my end, but. Uh yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Okay. Bam. Nice. Boom. Shakalaka. Boom. Okay. So, and, I, and I'll just show you all some of the new content in the book so that people understand what I was talking about. So, you know, we kind of had mentioned, uh, you know, when I said CIA, you know, uh, was installing politicians in the United States. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you when you put them all on the screen. Uh, all of a sudden you realize, hey, wait a minute, that's a lot of CIA and uh, FBI and Defense Intelligence Agency and people that ran Guantanamo Bay and Judge Advocate Generals and National Security Council people. And like, what is going on? Because this is a statistically anomalous red flag amount compared to what there ought to be and it, you know uh you know compared to what's going on and it's also kind of the cia's playbook to install politicians in other countries and so what it does is it you know really brings home that that might be going on here i mentioned you know are you getting your news from the cia and uh you know here we go we've got you know the same like look at all these cia people that are in, in the news you know, starting with, you know, some of them are, are national security analysts for CNN, CNN military analysts, national security analysts, counterterrorism analysts. Uh, Anderson Cooper, who was, uh, you know, an inter a two-year uh, intern at the CIA before he started traveling the world for his first television job. Uh, you know, his his uh, his uncle was in the OSS. And so he not only, you know, did he intern for the CIA, but he had a you know, he had a, uh, you know, uh, familial connections there. Um, we've got, you know, uh, uh, contributors to Politico magazine and Slate. We've got, you know, uh, MSNBC, NBC, uh, CNN. Um, uh, you know, we've got all, like uh, uh, a lot CBS, um, you know, almost every network news network represented it and some of their top folks are you know have a background in the cia and so when you stack them all you know on top of each other jd vance wasn't in the cia but he is essentially funded by cia contractors and so jd vance who's a cnn you know, commentator uh was was his campaign was funded by cia contractor peter teal and his vc fund it was funded was was funded by CIA contractors Eric Schmidt, Bezos, and Peter Thiel, plus David Rubenstein of the Carlisle Group, Michael Milton, Howard Schultz, and members of the Koch, Pritzker, and Walton families. 
And so, like, we're, you know, like a lot of these people, and he's, he's you know, he was, he's on both of these, uh, you know, both of these things because he was a candidate for the Senate. And so if they're not, you know, working direct, if they had worked, not working directly for the, the uh, CIA, they're being funded by CIA contractors who are getting money from the CIA. And that's kind of the exact way that you'd expect them to kind of wander the funds. Um, some of the other new con members is uh, I did a, we did an open letter to Freemasonry uh, with, oh, Mark, Passio, uh, with wow. Mark Passio and myself. Uh, we did that. Uh, we break down uh, the World Economic Forum, and you know, uh, you know, what is the World Economic Forum? What is their, you know, their Young Global Leaders Program? And uh, you know, the short version of what the World Economic Forum is is that you know, the, at the top of the pyramid are the banks, and the banks are allowed to create money out of thin air using fractional reserve banking. And then, uh, and that money they create up in thin air appears to be going to buy up companies. And I'll talk to, I'll talk, I'll share, I'll share another, you know, example of that in a little bit. But they're buying up the world with the little paper tickets and digital dollars that they create out of thin air. The ownership of that is being organized through companies like BlackRock, Vanguard state street and others and then the c-level executives and the politicians that they install are being organized in the world economic forum the council on foreign relations uh the bilderberg group and other uh you know uh other you know what we like to call uh, front groups and secret societies and uh and really the world economic forum is penetrating the cabinets of governments mm -hmm. around the world uh, where they're installing their members into these, you know, into these uh, positions. Um, I broke down uh, earlier uh, that they're monopolizing the world. And so one of the other, you know, new one-pagers is something that we call monopoly, duopoly, and triopoly. And so, uh, you know, um, the example that I like to give with the banks is imagine that I have a dollar and you, dear viewer, have a dollar or listener have a dollar. And yeah. we both have the only two dollars in the world. And, and, a, and a bank comes along and creates two additional dollars. So I, so before that happened, I own 50% of the world's wealth and you own 50% of the world's wealth. And a bank or a government creates two more dollars either using fractional reserve banking or quantitative easing or you know bailouts or stimulus well now all of a sudden i've been reduced to 25 percent of the world's wealth you've been reduced to 25 percent of the world's wealth and the bank or the government has now you know stolen 50 percent of the world's wealth by you know, by creating these dollars, you know, into into uh, into, into being, and so uh, you don't get monopolies in a real free market. You may have certain companies that you know rise and get a, a dominant market position for a little bit, but but the way that they do that in a free market is by doing it better, faster, and cheaper than the competition. And even when like you know Alcoa had like something like almost 80, 90 percent of the of the almost the world's uh, aluminum production, they didn't get it by raising prices. They got it because they were more efficient. They were cutting the cost of, of uh, you know producing aluminum, distributing aluminum. They you know, like they were like the customers were happy with what they were getting. Um, and then you know after a while, competitors come in and that you know that percentage has gone down, and the free market you know fights it out. But where you do get monopolies is you get them through the government. And so, number one, we break down some of the government's monopolies. Roads, 43% of U.S. roads are in poor, mediocre condition. condition. Armed protective services that the government calls the police. Well, they steal more than all private criminals combined through civil a a asset forfeiture. They violate uh, natural law, human rights. They routinely pay themselves $300,000 salaries. Uh, defense. The Pentagon account can't account for, uh, in some estimates, uh, $35 trillion. So their, their books haven't been balanced in decades, and they just can't account for you know trillions and trillions of dollars. 
and they lost $68 billion in waste fraud in, in Iraq. Amtrak has lost money every year. And so those are the only monopolies that you really see are, are because of the government. And then they always screw the taxpayer, screw the, the customer. They don't do a good job. The post office can't deliver the mail. The school system can't educate kids. And so the, so the only way you get a monopoly really is through, through the government. Now, what our speculation is, is that they've been buying up the world with their little paper tickets and they've been leaving two to three, uh, you know, companies. So it isn't obvious that it's all a monopoly owned by the exact same thing, even though frequently the two companies, the two to three companies that they live, that they leave, that ownership is BlackRock, Vanguard, these private equity groups that appear to be managing assets stolen through fractional reserve banking mm -hmm. for the criminals on the top of the pyramid. And we've got some examples of these duopolies here in, in computer chips, it's AMD and, 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 and Intel. In retail goods, it's Walmart and Target. In bulk retail goods, it's Costco and Sam's Club. In hardware, it's Lowe's and Home Depot. In office supplies, mm. it's Staple, Staples and Office Depot. In sporting goods, it's Dick's and Sports Authority. In soft drinks, it's Coca-Cola and Pepsi. In shipping, it's FedEx and UPS. In payments, it's Visa and MasterCard. And in politics, it's the Democrats mm. and the Republicans. Now, the next, the back of the one pager is something we call triopolis. Ooh. And so, you know, a lot of times they're leaving three companies because if they just left two, that might be obvious. And so, you know, there's, there's really like three newspapers of record here in the United States, the New York Times, the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal. And one of the things that we point out, if you can see, you know, uh, right here where we've got CFR inside, CFR inside. So, it's, so, so in the media, and most of these are media and telecom companies, uh, the Council on Foreign Relations, the World Economic Forum, the Bilderberg Group, the Trilateral Commission, they've maneuvered their members into the key publisherships, editorships, reporterships in these, in these uh, publications. And we break that down in different places throughout the book. But one of the things that we've added for the new fifth edition is we've moved everything to EndNotes. And so in the previous editions, there was a hypertext link, but you had to get a, you know, a, a EPUB version of the book to be able to verify the, the you know, the, uh, the evidence and the scholarship that we're promoting. But in this fifth edition, we've actually moved it to EndNotes so that even if you just have kind of the paperback copy of the book and, and I say, hey, that there's Council on Foreign Relations members in the, you know, in the New York Times or the Washington Post or the CIA is in the news networks. You, know, you can go and you can check the source of that claim and so in the newspapers of record you've got the cf you know you got cfr and world economic forum members mm -hmm. you know, as, as part of the as part of the deal in the news networks we just kind of broke that down you got the cia inside of the news networks the tv networks you've got the cia inside of the tv networks we just broke that down and showed almost two dozen examples of of, uh, of, of reporters and commentators and anchors that have a background, you know, in the, in the intelligence agencies. Um, in, uh, in search, control of perception, Google, uh, you know, one of the things that we have on the Liberator flash drive is an article called How the CIA Made Google, and it details the specific, uh, you know, uh, program, the Highland Forum, uh, that Google came out of. Interesting. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they've been caught censoring. And in fact, all of these companies that you see have essentially been caught censoring, uh, you know, uh, information. Amazon has been caught censoring book reviews of Hillary Clinton's book. We break that down in another place, you know, within the book. Um, streaming platforms, telecom platforms, and all the telecom platforms, there's something called Kalia communications assistance for law enforcement agencies where the federal government mandates that these telecom providers have hooks so that they can spy on your communications. And so that's known as that's known as the CALEA Act, C-A-L-E-A, -E Communications Assistance for Law Enforcement. Interesting. All of the all of the telecom companies have built hooks in so that they so that the government can spy on you, uh, you know, at the hardware 
you know, level within, you know, uh, mobile telephony and, the, and, and, you know, fixed, you know, line telephony, the mobile operating, mobile operating systems, that's got the NSA inside. And so, you know, we break down, you know, some of the, you know, the leaks that were, uh, you know, brought forward by Edward Snowden, where he released slides making fun of Apple users because Apple was big brother. I don't know if you remember the famous Apple ad where, you know, the, the runner comes up and, and throws the hammer at the screen, shatter, you know, putting it into big so. brother. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one, one of the things that Edward Snowden released was internal NSA slides mocking people using Apple products because they were because, you know, Steve Jobs was really big brother and was spying on his customers with the intelligence agencies. Wow. And so, you know, we, we break that down and we actually have those slides in the liberator. You can you know, you can go see the NSA slides released, uh, you know, uh, through the Edward Snowden leaks uh, where they're mocking Apple users. Uh, and then, you know, uh, cable, cable broadband providers, it's the FBI, it's CLIA as well. And so, you know, the, this is just some of the new content. The whole book has, uh, you know, has, uh, has updated um, uh, memes and, uh, you know, cool. just lots of just, just tons and tons of new content. And because most people are visual learners, they come to insight much quicker when you show them a visualization versus if you just try and explain it. And so, you know, the, probably one of the, the examples that I give a lot is, uh, you know, um, uh, um, if you tell your friends and family that there are six companies running hundreds and hundreds of subsidiaries to give everybody the illusion that there's all these different information sources in society, they may or may not believe you, but if you show them a media ownership chart, all of a sudden they're like, holy crap, there's six companies running hundreds and hundreds of subsidiaries to give everybody the illusion that there's all these information sources in society. And what I'm sharing right now is I'm sharing, you know, one of those media ownership charts from the book. This one's actually from 2006, but it's really one of the best like laid out to where you can actually see, you know, here's News Corp right here that owns Fox News, but they don't just own Fox News. They own 175 newspapers. They own magazines. They own Internet properties. They own book publishing companies. They own television production. They own television distribution. They own uh, satellite networks. And so here's Disney, which owns ABC, and they own. Uh, book publishing companies and television production and television distribution and film studios and parks and resorts and everything like that. And here's Time Warner and here's, you know, Viacom, CBS, General Electric, which owns NBC. And so, you know, most people, they don't realize the concentration of the media until you actually show them, you know, a media ownership chart. Then all of a sudden they're like, holy crap, I did not understand that. And so, you know, what we're trying to do in the book is we're trying to use these visualiz visualizations to make what was invisible now visible through visualizations. And so, you know, some of the other uh, some of the other uh, charts that we've got uh, in the book. And so so, by the way, this is this is kind of cool. So we haven't announced this, so kind of a sneak peek for your audience. It's in the book, right. but we haven't we haven't really announced it. Is if you're familiar with the White Rose Society? Yeah. So the White Rose Society are they make these little pandemic sticker, the anti-pandemic and freedom stickers available for free. So they have a, a file that anybody yeah. can download. And then if you have a brother label printer a QL uh, label printer, then you can take that free file and you can print out these stickers and uh, you can distribute them to your friends and your family, your colleagues and things like that. And that's going all over the world. There's about 60,000 plus members of the White Rose Society all over the planet that are printing out these stickers. And so uh, a sneak peek to your audience, what we did was is that we took some of the visualizations from the book and we created a free file 
that anybody can download for free and can print out posters. And we call it the White Rose Mucho Grande. Whoa. The White Rose Mucho Grande are free posters. And we just had them up at the Greater, Greater Reset. So we were blowing people away at the Greater Reset because we had all of these, you know, we had all of these posters all over the place and people would, would literally like kind of stop in their tracks. They'd be taking pictures of the posters, et cetera. So we had full size, two foot by three foot posters of like all of the visualizations in the book. Here's an, you know, another example. You know, I frequently hear, oh, you're saying the COVID is a scam. Do you know, you know how many reporters and you know, publications would have to be in on that? And are you saying that all of the media is bought and paid for? And so, you know, this you know, this visualization done by Swiss Propaganda Research in 2017 shows just three organizations, the Bilderberg Group, the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission have maneuvered their members into the key reporterships, editorships and publisherships at dozens and dozens of ostensibly independent news outlets. You're looking at the New York Post, the Financial Times, uh, uh, Slate Magazine, uh, Wall Street Journal, Fox News, NBC News, Time Magazine, The Times of London, The Washington Post, CNN, CBS News, etc. And so, um, you know, all ostensibly equal, but all of them having members of the same three organizations, which by uh, coincidence, Jeffrey Epstein was a member of all three of these organizations. Imagine and that. A, imagine that. Exactly. Imagine what that. are the odds? What are the odds? And so, <laughs> you know, not only not only are they, you know, kind of controlling the information people receive by, uh, you know, by installing their members as editors, reporters, and publishers, but they're also controlling the information uh, people receive by blackmailing prominent individuals, politicians with what in, in Washington, D.C. is known as a brownstone operation using Jeffrey Epstein, underage kids, girls, boys, you know, whatever, uh, filming politicians, filming prominent individuals to be able to blackmail and control, uh, you know, people in a kind of separate operation. I think Jeffrey Epstein ought to be the poster boy for these three organizations. Uh, but just another way that this organized crime system is able to, you know, control perception and control individual people, uh, you know, through some of these 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 front organizations. So so we've got, you know, we've got uh, different posters showing the so the monopolization of the airlines is, is you know, as one example. Uh, we've got uh, Bilderberg Group. This one is uh, the Bilderberg Group, you know, connected to all of, uh, you know, to to all of the companies through board, uh, uh, board uh, interlocking board directorates. We've got monopolization of the seed industry. We've got monopolization of the local news. We've got monopolization of the banking industry. We've got monopolization of retail goods. We've got monopolization of beer. We've got another one, uh, monopolization of, of retail goods. I mentioned the airlines. This is meat. This is monopolization of meat packing. This is monopolization of organic food. This is monopolization of defense contractors. And so, you know, you can go through and you can, you know, pop one of these open. And, you know, there used to be, you know, three dozen, almost three dozen different defense contractors. They've all now been, you know, cut down to kind of four major ones. And you can see yep. how. Uh, you know, our speculation is that these companies have been provided with kind of unlimited capital to consolidate, you know, all of these co companies because it's easier to manage, you know, for, you know, giant ones. Uh, but, you know, you can also take a look at, uh, you know, at organic food and you can see how many companies, you know, Haynes Celestial has bought up or Campbell Soup has bought up or, uh, you know, some of these other, you know, major, major, you know, companies ranging from Kellogg's to others, they've been buying the quote unquote organic mm -hmm. food industry slowly and surely with what we believe is, you know, monopoly uh, money uh, provided to them by these banks engaged in fractional reserve banking. Mm -hmm. I'll just show, uh, I'll just show another one. This is kind of, this is the banking industry for people that haven't seen that. But again, the same thing that we saw in defense contracting is, you know, it looks like almost three dozen firms 
uh, you know, Travelers, Citigroup, European American Bank, Banamex, they've all formed into Citigroup. And then there's probably another, you know, 10 that have now formed into J.P. Morgan Chase. And there's probably another 12 that are now Bank of America. And there's probably another, it looks like, an 8 to 10 that are Wells Fargo. And so you've got this massive, 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 massive consolidation of really, really everything. And then, you know, just kind of one more to kind of close it out. We have this, you know, we've got this, this in, uh, in the thing, but they're buying up the seed industry and they're buying seed companies. So each of these little blue ovals is a seed company. And then the thing to take away is that these are the, the companies that are doing the buying of the seed industry are companies that make poisons for the military. So this little red dot that did all the consolidation is Monsanto. Uh, Monsanto is a chemical weapons contractor for the military. They made uh, Agent Orange in the Vietnam War. So they're willing to unethically defoliate an entire country for money. Uh, this is Bayer. Uh, Bayer, you know, some people call it Bayer. Mm -hmm. They made poison chemicals for the uh, for the jerk for the uh, for the German military in World War One and World War Two. Uh, they ran the Auschwitz Three. Uh, it was IG Farben before it was Bayer, and it, when it was IG Farben, they ran the Auschwitz Three uh, uh, slave labor camp in, during World War Two. Uh, over twenty three of their directors were convicted under Nuremberg. They're doing the buying. Um, Corteva is Dow and DuPont, so you've got two more military contractors. DuPont makes explosives and, and uh, you know, uh, is a military contractor. And Dow also makes poisons for the military, so they made Napalm, they made Agent Orange as well, so Monsanto and, 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 uh, and Dow made Napalm for the government. And so why are... Uh, why are companies that make poisons for the military now buying up the world's seed companies where they're now kind of, you know, uh, replacing organic seeds with genetically modified seeds, including something Monsanto has a product called Terminator Seeds uh, that, uh, that they've patented and it was on hold the last time I looked into it, but they're actually developing seeds where uh, instead of, you know, the farmer traditionally being able to go and, you know, harvest a certain amount of the crop and clean it for seeds and then plant those seeds in the, in the next year, Monsanto has these seeds that, uh, that allow, uh, that do not produce viable seeds for the next planting. Let me repeat that. Yeah. So you have to buy the seeds from Monsanto you plant them year one, but you can't get any more seeds. It's not going to, the, the seeds that come out of that aren't going to produce a new crop the next year. So you have to go and buy them from Monsanto again. So this it just goes very, such directly against nature, man. It's just like, just so evil and just encapsulates their whole ideology right there. Just hijacking nature for profit, man. You got it. And so, so what we're doing, so, so I think, you know, the, uh, hopefully the audience can understand how powerful it is to see these visualizations. And so that's really what we're doing with the book is that we're, you know, we're making things that were invisible, or were invisible, now visible through visualization. Uh, I'll yeah. show one final one, but like, cool. so if you, you know, if you've been trying to explain these concepts to your friends, your family, your colleagues, and you haven't had a, a lot of success, uh, you know, the book is really designed to bring them to that moment of insight because they can see it with their own eyes and they can say, hey, they can just say, hey, man, something's going on here. That's not natural. That's weird. Why, you know, you know, why is this happening? And every time you see one of these lines, that's where the, you know, Procter & Gamble or Nestle has been essentially funded uh, to buy up an entire brand or brand segment and they just keep consolidating it all into one. And again, so it's, it's, you know, if they just left one, it would be obvious. And so they're leaving, you know, uh, you know, in some cases two, some cases three, some cases six or seven, uh, but slowly and surely the bankers are providing certain companies unlimited capital 
to buy up the the world and it's 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 a theft they're stealing the value out of your money what you know fractional reserve banking steals the value out of the money out of your, steals the value out of the, your money the same way as if they stuck their hand in your pocket and stole it they're just doing it in this really kind of uh you know kind of sophisticated way uh where most people don't really understand uh you know what's going on uh, but it's the same as if they just stuck their hand in your pocket and ripped you off. Yep, exactly. No question about that, man. Well, shoot. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and dropping all this. And I really hope everybody goes and gets a copy of the book. It's a fantastic book. Uh, and I'm excited to see what's uh, all in store for uh, the fifth edition. Now, you did mention, uh, and I know that you do all kinds of, like the thumb drive thing is so powerful. So just real quick, tell everybody where they can get a copy of the book, where they can get uh, you know all of this supplemental material that you provide as well. So it's all at government-scam.com and government-scam forward slash liberator. As you can see, the you can see the uh, the liberator flash drive and all the contents in Dropbox. As you can see it for free at government-scam.com. But if you scroll down a little bit, Scott, and you can kind of see how we do it, do it. Um, you can get all of the content from the Dropboxes. So we make it available for free at government-scam.com forward slash liberator. So you can see all the evidence that we're, you know, that we're presenting in the book. And so we're putting it on those liberators because that's, that, you know, it's impossible to censor. And then anybody that owns a liberator is allowed and encouraged to make liberators for your friends, your family, and your uh, colleagues. And we actually produce like little stickers that you find in the liberator that can be printed on any, you know, blank uh, label paper that you can get at any office supply store. And you can wrap your own liberators and make them cool looking and everything like that. And so uh, that includes the uh, EPUB version of the book. And so, uh, so, you know, we're trying to make it easy to resist and expose this organized crime system. Dude, that's so awesome. And just some of these look so amazing. Alternative energy, uh, military manuals, like, look at all that. That's oh, awesome. oh, gonna... hey, that's one, yeah, yeah. one last thing. So, so yeah, the, one, yeah. one of the things that's brand new for the fifth edition of The Liberator yes. is hundreds and hundreds of prepping and survivalism resources. Yeah, I just saw so you that. Just, you, so good. You, just, you just hit that. And so everything from how to purify water, bushcraft, first aid, knots. foraging yeah. for food, knots, you name it, homesteading, uh, de home defense, we've got hundreds of resources just in case uh, this crooked uh, organized crime dollar system collapses. We want you to have the resources to be able to take care of yourself and your family all in one, you know, wallet sized, credit card sized uh, flash drive uh, that, that fits in your wallet. And you can, you know, if you're over at a friend's house, if you're over at, a, you know, somebody's home. You can just hand it to them. They can download everything to their computer, and now they have all the resources that you have as well. That's amazing, man. That's so cool. I'm going to definitely dig in. I was going to say, I don't know if you saw, I got my uh, white rose stickers on my bullhorn right here. Bam. Bam. I've been, represent I've been representing those guys for a minute. So anyway, all right. Well, shoot, Etienne, thank you so much for joining me. Hopefully the rest of your uh, trip goes a little smoother. And uh, yeah, everybody, please go to government-scam.com. There's also a whole bunch of links in the description below for Art of Liberty and everything else he's working on. So please go check it out, support him, get the book. It's fantastic. And uh, we'll catch up soon, man. Let me know if there's any other projects you got coming up and we'll uh, bring you on to talk about it. So. Hey, Scott, thanks a lot. And no everybody, problem. peace, love, and volunteerism. Peace, love, and volunteerism. All right, you guys, no fear, just crushing in 2023. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace.